trick-or-treating is done, and and my child got no terrible candy. No razor blades? No razor blades, no toothbrushes, no apples. Are you well, sure? Like Did apples. you check it all? I ate it all, yeah. Oh, okay. You ate all the apples? Hell yeah. I think okay. you're doing it wrong. That is not how you do Halloween candy, sir. You are, in fact, listening to the Give Me Five Podcast, episode 213. This is a side B episode. Welcome, people that are currently missing Halloween. Uh, you're listening to the Give Me Five podcast, and what we do is we talk about uh, movies and pop culture and books and music and occasionally video games and all of that fun stuff. And occasionally, well, once a week, we do a Side B episode, and that Side B episode is where we talk about an old cheesy movie and maybe a movie you guys haven't heard of, and we just kind of decided because it was a horror movie to watch. Yeah. Uh, my name are not so old. Yeah. My name is Bishop, and I am joined by, well, since one of the people isn't here, uh, do you want to be Jesse Hooker or Frank? No, no, Clark? no, I'm, I'm just a hooker. Oh, okay. Well, uh, Jesse Hooker, <laughs> who is just a hooker. Just a hooker. And Frank Black cannot be here today. Uh because he uh, he's out doing things. Possibly some stuff. Maybe hookers. Possibly. <laughs> uh, this week we are going to talk about the movie Harbinger Down, which it was a GoFundMe kind of movie. It was a uh, a crowdfunded movie, and it didn't come out all that long ago. So, you guys might be more likely to be spoiled. It it was recommended. Um, not by anyone in particular, but by random internet people, and I should know better than to listen to random internet people. But this is a review show, and there's probably going to be some spoilers. We'll try to avoid major twists, but if you're interested in seeing it, I suggest you go watch it, because there's a possibility we are going to spoil it. So, this movie is, uh, it came out in 2015, and we'll start with a little bit of movie facts, and we'll kind of retouch on these things later. Um, it is a creature feature, um, practical effects, that was the big selling point. Uh, it takes place in the Arctic, it involves people getting possessed, uh, possessed, infected, what do you want to say? Infected? Infected, yeah. By... Infected is the right word something that they find frozen and if it sounds like we're talking about the thing then that's very accurate because it is a blatant ripoff of the thing correct now so much so that there are that there is a um uh, even the time i believe the the time or the date that the movie takes place is the same day that the thing actually came out in the theaters. 
Oh, okay. So August of 2015? Yes. Yeah, so, uh, no, August. like, well, they say, like, you know, 1982 or something like that at the beginning of it. I don't think I copied it over right. Um, let's see. It, uh... So whatever day that the thing actually came out in real life, it was, like, something, 1982. That's the day that this movie actually takes place. So the opening, oh. like, thing. So the thi- the the movie that's a ripoff of the thing is actually supposed to take place the day that the thing came out in theaters. Correct. Correct. That's that's ballsy. I like it. I did not know that. Yeah, and there are some more connections with the thing we'll talk about momentarily. So that's. Uh, but this movie did, of course, in fact, come out August seventh, two thousand fifteen. Like Rob just said, it was directed by Alec Gillis, uh, starring Lance Henriksen. He of the awesome voice as Graf. He's the captain of a boat. When I saw him, I was like, oh, hell yeah, Lance is in this. Let's buckle up and do this shit. Yeah. And then, well. He's usually a pretty good stamp of approval. Yeah. Uh, Camille Balsamo as Sadie. I don't recognize any of these other people. Uh, Matt Winston was Steven, who I refer to as the university, because that's pretty much all he talked about. Oh, my God. He, He actually did look familiar, and he had a few bit parts, um, in various movies that we've definitely seen. Uh, Reed Columns is Bowman. Mila Bjorn is Svet, the definitely not a Russian spy. Who is not totally... at all. <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> uh, Winston James Francis, who is Guillaume, who is the, the big guy. Uh, okay. And there's a whole bunch of other people, which, you know, well, they're not big names, so we'll just move on. <laughs> Uh, the tagline of this movie is terror is just beneath the surface, but I'll go ahead and give you guys the uh, synopsis. A group of grad students have booked passage on a crabbing boat harbinger to study the effects of global warming on a pod of belugas in the Bering Sea. When the ship's crew dredges up a recently thawed piece of old Soviet space wreckage, things get downright deadly. It seems that the Russians experimented with tardigrades, tiny resilient animals able to withstand the extremes of space radiation. The creatures survive, but not without mutation. Now the crew is exposed to aggressively mutating organisms. I almost read orgasms. (laughs) Aggressively (laughs) mutating orgasms. And after being locked in ice for three decades, the creatures aren't about to give up the warmth of human companionship. I believe I made a mistake already. I will shame myself. I believe that it was the the sequence where the Russian satellite explodes happened in the early eighties, which happens. Oh, okay. Where okay. that's where the, that's where they name check the, uh, the, the same date as the right. thing. Okay. Yeah. That's, that makes a lot more sense. Cause I was, yeah. Um, so like Rob said, we read this article. I was looking for a horror movie that might've been a little lesser known. So I looked up a thing about lesser known horror movies and most of them seemed really dreary and drab, but it's kind of interesting, but that's not really what we do. You know, we don't, yep. we, it's kind of hard I, to be goofy. I almost suggested that Lumberjack one, though. I was actually, that was the one I was leaning towards, because Lumberjack horror totally should be a thing. It should be. There's not enough Lumberjack horror um, in this world. I'm a Lumberjack and I'm okay. okay. Um, plus, we could have sung that the entire episode. Uh, Maybe we'll watch that this week. The Lumberjack movie? Yeah. I'm a Lumberjack kid. I'm okay. (laughs) So, that's basically it. It said that it was a unique horror movie with lots to talk about. Now, as you will notice from us 
talking about it, there's probably not that much to talk about because it's the thing light. Yeah. Uh, it reminds me of maybe something they would have done on an X-File episode that uh, is, like, mimicking the thing or mimicking Texas Chainsaw mm-hmm. Massacre or something like that. And in all honesty, that I think you hit it right on the head there. This is just a long X-Files episode. That's exactly what this movie was. Mm-hmm. And it does have some interesting and not, not a good way dialogue. The effects are decent. Uh, definitely off camera and move very quickly at times. That that was one of the things that they did fairly well for a quote unquote low budget movie. They did they did a lot of really really decent practical effects, a la the thing, you know, the the movie that they were emulating. But that that was that was the bright spot of the movie. Everything else was. Eh. Yep. So I guess I'll let's just talk about the thing right now since we've mentioned it four hundred times. Mm-hmm. The the reason why this movie was made was because the effects team did effects on the Thing remake. Oh, okay. They did practical effects on it, uh, which I believe came out with 2010 or something. Oh, and God. there's like that whole like litany of eff- of remakes that came out in the early 2000 early 2010s. Um, that RoboCop, uh, Total Recall, that like Dread. Dread was a a little different because that one was better, but all yeah. the other ones are more cautionary tales. Where like I don't remember if I've seen them, I don't remember anything about them. I think that RoboCop was leaner, but this Thing movie came out, and again, I'm a big fan of the original Thing movie. I didn't really, and I'm pretty sure I saw the the remake, but it didn't change anything from the original. The original was better. But one of the things they did was they hired... And that's saying something, considering the original was 30 years before. Yeah. They hired uh, the te- Alec Gillis' team, mm-hmm. uh, which was... Uh, I don't know if I actually wrote this down. He's a, he does a, a uh, amalgamated dynamics. And he was hired to do all the practical effects for that original thing. It was 2011. Um, when the movie actually came out, they had taken all of those realistic effects and changed them and made them CGI. So he was just like, well, screw this. I wanted a real practical effect movie. Right. So he went to or Or at least a combo. I mean, don't don't get rid of the practical effects completely for CGI bullshit. I mean... Mm -hmm. That was that was part of the charm of the of the original The Thing. They they did such an amazing job, and in fact, at the time, those special effects were. I mean, he he could have like showcased half of the special effects that he did in that movie, and it still would have been a great movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, so basically, he got he was kind of annoyed that they're like that they basically redid his work or took stuff you know put stuff over top of his work, et cetera, et cetera. So he's like, you know what? I'm going to do a, a GoFundMe. I'm going to crowdfund this thing. I'm going to make a movie that uses the ideas and the effects that I wanted to use for the thing. So the reason why this is a very close to ripoff of the thing is it uses a lot of the ideas from a remake of the thing. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, and the entire movie is all made up of animation animatronics prosthetics makeup stop motion and miniature effects there are zero computer animated monsters in this movie 
everything else is computer animated, though. <laughs> no. So, uh, that's, that's why there's some uh, closeness with things. So, what did you think in general? Um, well, I, I mean, right up front, you know, we, we've already talked about it. The, the parallels to the thing, because as I'm watching it, I'm going, holy shit, this is, this is the thing. And it's, and it's nowhere near as good. I don't, all right. Why, why did we make this? Um, but you just answered that question. The, the other thing that I noticed was sweet Jesus. I wanted to punch that dude in the face. Has has anyone ever been frightened by the threat the university will get you? Like the university is some kind of boogeyman. I'm pretty sure that the university doesn't give a shit that one of their teachers feels slighted. Uh, the the university can't even get their students to turn their homework in on time. Yeah, exactly. And this guy was wielding the university like it was some kind of nefarious organization. Like, they were the fucking mob and shit. And it's like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, first of all, they never say which one it is. Second of all, he says that they have more lawyers than the Vatican. Which is, a first of all, a weird reference to make. Second of all... Uh, Does the Vatican mostly... have that many lawyers? That's why it's a weird reference, but I'm pretty sure it's also untrue. I don't know. Like, do, does the Vatican need? I mean, I don't know if the Vatican needs lawyers. I don't. But, Can you sue the church? Uh, I don't know. We should go there and have a slip and fall, and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops! I've fallen. I slipped on this holy water. I'm I'm pretty sure that the Vatican is its own country. Like the the grounds of the Vatican yeah. are its are its own country, and they wouldn't allow you to sue them. Yeah, that's probably the case. That's why I've got. Uh, I don't know. They have more. It says they have more money than the Vatican, which is also not true. That it's is not, not possible. Yeah. <laughs> the Vatican has buildings made entirely of gold. It, entirely of gold. Yeah. So yeah, it was weird. It was de- definitely written by someone who has never been associated with an, a university. Um. So. That, yeah, and that guy actually died earlier than I wanted because I wanted him to die. I wanted him to be terrified and afraid and cowering in fear for much longer. Yeah, I didn't want him to be the first death. I wanted him. I wanted him to suffer a little bit because yeah, because I had to suffer listening to him dribble on. Mm-hmm. And he was kind the, of a douchebag the way he turned on his on his students and everything and was threatening the the student. It was like, oh, I'll I'll ruin your. It's like, dude, you're. A- asshole man yeah but the other thing was was i did i missed when he got infected because when he when he started freaking out i'm like wait a minute when the hell did he get infected what what just happened i rewound too and i couldn't find it okay so i wasn't the only one who missed it mm-hmm. excellent Off and then camera. when he exploded everybody's infected at that point i was like oh shit everybody got it all right yeah. Like the one dude that like had to spit out a chunk of the dude. Yeah, the one, he swallowed it. I was like, "Oh shit, that's disgusting." All right. Yeah. <laughs> I I do love when like an internet meme, like a tardigrade, because they look like cute little bears and the water bear. Yeah, and they're they're cute and whatever, but like 
of course, people like post pictures on the internet with like a little like factoid about them. Like they can survive in frozen whatever. So of course, like someone ran with it and made it into the key plot point of this movie. Um, why not radioactive llamas? Come on, people. I still think we should watch Llamageddon. Yeah, probably. That that probably needs to happen. Yeah. Uh, of course. So basically, these as we said, these these people rent space on a crabbing boat, and I they're they tracking like, beluga whales apparently. But I thought it took a second before I was like, okay, no these these crabbing people are just going to be like, look, our lives are on like if it was real life, our lives are online on the line. We need to go out and get this many crabs. We don't want to deal with your shit. Shut up and go away. But then well, they then they showed a connection. Okay, yeah, I was gonna say because then they then they explained how they were able to make this work, and apparently what it was was Lance Henriksen, who plays the boat captain, is one of the grad students' grandfather, and they're trying to reconnect after Grandma died, and he's or he's trying to reconnect with her, and she doesn't really want anything to do with the boating life anymore. I guess because she was part of the the whole boat life as a child, mm-hmm. and, she, and something happened. I don't think they ever really go into it, but she doesn't ever want to do it again. But he's trying to reconnect with her after the family has kind of passed away, and I think she's the only living relative. Does that sound about right? Yeah, I believe so. So then, in in that context, all right, it makes a little bit more sense. That's okay. Yeah, the fact that they're like. Did they? Did he know that she was going to be on there? Like who? Did... Grandpa? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then she knew it was him. Okay. It was just that the only real surprise was that Grandma had died like a couple years earlier or something. Right. And he just didn't get around to telling her, which is strange. So the the crew of the boat, and I got major aliens vibes when they kind of introduced everybody, like all kind of. Hmm. Talking shit around it. Especially with the badass Russian chick. Yeah, so like the badass Russian... I think I actually tried to... Yeah, the badass Russian chick would have been Vasquez. Mm-hmm. Like where she every... Like you can't do anything without that woman pulling a knife on you. She was yeah. like... Like, hey, uh, could you pass the salt? Oh, I will pass this knife through your spine. It's like, whoa, I just need salt. Just the, just the salt. That'd be great. Thanks. The hush puppies are a little flavorless. I just need... I will kill you. Like okay, there, Russian lady. Somebody so had, really likes their hush puppies. Here, you want yeah. them? You can have them. Yeah, yeah. That we had the the giant guy um, who referred to himself as Grumpy. Uh, and we had Doc, who was the guy that um, ended up chugging uh, effluent from the explosion of the guy. Yeah. Doc, of course, was called Doc because he grew up under a dock. Maybe. Yep. Um, not not because he was medical. Yeah, and so it's D O C K. Um, Sadie, of course, is the granddaughter student and mm-hmm. the boat captain. But it was, I, I don't know, like, it's those scenes where they try to show, like, you know, we're hardened and, you know, get out of our way. Like, they did it so well in Aliens that anyone else that tries to do it... Just I, comes like, off as faking. Right? Like, I knew everything I needed to know in Aliens. Yeah. And, which made when the Aliens tore through them in the first place that much more scary. Yeah. You're like, oh, I'm safe. I've got these Marines with me. These guys were like, you know, why the, you know, he's named after a dwarf or something. Yeah. 
And the and the one guy got killed in his bunk in in his sleep or whatever, or he was investigating some shit. I, mm-hmm. yeah, I was like, damn. All right. So just like, so I didn't really care too much about the characters, as a result of just the introduction not being a great one. Did <laughs> did you get? <laughs> okay, I want to talk a little bit about the monster. So the monster um, infects things, and basically it's like the Borg. It absorbs them and brings their mass into its own, so it can get bigger and more powerful. And at one point, I think... No, it wasn't It wasn't the guy that he killed in the bed. It was, it was after that. But there was, there was one scene where they looked at it, and it freaking looked... Like Audrey too from L- Little Shop of Horrors. Do you remember that? Where the teeth pull? It was like a it was like a, a giant bud, and the teeth and the lips pulled back, and it had the teeth. I was like, "Holy shit! It's Audrey too." Okay, yeah, yeah. From uh, Little Shop of Horrors. Mm-hmm. I loved that. That was funny as hell. And it was one of the so the creature itself was like I guess what an amalgamation of like various things that it could pick up and absorb along the way. Yeah, well, but see, the thing was, was it didn't it didn't really maintain a lot of that. I mean, you saw you saw some of it where it was like holding up corpses and stuff like that. But eventually, what ended up happening was it just kind of absorbed the mass and it allowed it to make longer tentacles. I guess stronger tentacles because yeah. the the actual the actual center mass of the monster you never really saw all that much. I mean, mm-hmm. you had the it was it was essentially in the center of the ship. Um, and you didn't really see it until the end, but then it was just like a big fleshy pedestal at that point where it like exploded up through the, through the base of the floor or whatever, through the hole, uh, or from the hold into the center of the ship. And it, I mean, it was essentially a big fleshy pedestal that had like tentacles growing off of it. And yeah. Uh, yeah. The big fleshy pillar. Well, and I guess it like, it ate the entire cargo hold. It of ate, crab, like, yeah. There was, like they said that there was like crab or two tons of crab in there, yeah. Didn't even use garlic butter. The hell. Didn't make crab cakes. So, there's a couple a couple things. First, uh, we didn't really talk about it, but the opening of the movie. There's like this like uh, found footage style VHS tape stuff mm-hmm. that really means nothing at all to the entire movie. Absolutely nothing. And when we first started it, I... I texted you almost immediately. I'm like, oh, God, is the whole movie like this? Because I thought you had watched more of it at that point, and you, it you was, assured me. It was a weird type of grainy. Like, it didn't look... It looked a little bit like VHS footage, the way it was moving, but the graininess was more speckly than, like, the lines that you usually see. And... It was boring. And it was filmed from someone's lap. Yeah. Like like all of the shots were shooting up from somebody's lap. I'm like, what the the fuck kind of angle is this? What are we doing? It was weird as I watched that part and there's like a a comment in there about like illusion stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, a lot of illusion words start with the letter A, right? And then later on and, and I stopped watching cuz of Halloween or Should something. Should have been Lilliputian. <laughs> I don't get that reference, but you said Lilliputian, and that's funny. Lilliputian, Lilliput. Lilliputians were the were the really tiny people in Gulliver's Travels. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. 
Okay. Really? I, knew I, knew, I had to I, explain that to you? I knew the words. I, I just okay. didn't. I didn't. Uh, I knew there were little people, but I forgot what it was from. It's a so great, they, great descriptive use in uh, Dodgeball. They refer to Ben Stiller's character as Lilliputian. Yes. Which is awesome. so th- But they, like, so they do this footage thing. Mm-hmm. And they mentioned that thing. And then I kind of stopped to do other stuff. And then I started watching it, like, a day later or something. And there was some illusion word. And I was like, oh, it starts with A. Why do I know that that starts with A? And I'm like, oh, god damn it. I learned something from this, the beginning of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> But it was because I wrote, like, weird illusion facts. Like, it was a very weird fact. And you could tell that, like, the person that was writing the movie, like, randomly read something online, like, as he was writing it. It's like, oh. I'll throw I'll that, that in. Yeah. So, it was, so that footage, I don't think it added to the movie in any way, shape, or form. It did not. There was no reason for it to be there. Like, if like you wanted that, to use found footage. 15 minutes could have been completely eliminated from the movie, and it would not have affected it one bit. Like, if you wanted to do something with that. Maybe make that be why the have you find out why the daughter or the granddaughter doesn't want to be on a boat. Like, yeah, show old footage there, but there was it's almost like they maybe they needed more footage because like they promised the GoFundMe people something. They needed and, to extend the movie a little bit. Yeah, so like oh, let's do fifteen minutes of like the university guy talking of of up the nose shots. Yes. So there's that. Then there's another thing where they these science dudes, the university people, bring this uh, device that can determine any sort of biological matter. And of course, the crab people like, can it determine a fart? <laughs> can it sample which, a fart? Is what they say. Which is valid. That I can totally see that happening because, like we have discussed multiple times, it doesn't matter how smart people are. If you give a bunch of guys great technology, the first thing they're going to do is start drawing dicks on things. Yeah. yeah. We did it on Mars. <laughs> we drew a penis on Mars. Farting into it. Yep. So they, they, they randomly, in the middle of the freaking ocean, find this device, and or this satellite part that you had seen fall from the sky earlier in the movie and it's all like frozen up and there's a lot of talk of like man i actually learned a lot of shit from this movie because it's like the older the ice is the more blue it is like okay so when i but when i heard that i was like okay so that ice has to be you know like 800 years old or something and it was like 30 years old yeah. 40 uh so they they pull this thing out like it was captain america and start Gee. chipping away at it and they, what they, there's like slime dripping from it, right? That's the. That, I think as it, it started to thaw, I think that's what it was. It started to thaw, and then the slimes just started to drip, 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 drip. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing like the only organic visual I believe was the slime. And of course, the Russian lady was. You said you had something to say about the Russian lady. What did you have to say about the Russian lady? Um. Was well, it just that she was very stabby. Or... Well, no, no, no. That that she was a. It, it turned out she was a friggin' spy, and I'm like, why in the hell would would Russia go to the effort to put a trained spy 
on a crab boat in the middle of the ocean. They, if they knew exactly where their shit was, would why couldn't they just go get it? And yeah, yeah I was wondering that too. And how would they know which boat was going where? It's a it's a fucking crab boat, and everybody seemed to be surprised by the fact that his daughter, do- that his granddaughter, was on the thing. So nobody knew that his granddaughters were coming aboard, or that his granddaughter was coming aboard with yeah. her with her douchebag professor and her her other student friend. Mm-hmm. It's like that really seems kind of like a shot in the dark. I'm wondering whether or not they put a, a spy on every crab boat. <laughs> That's, that's what I was wondering. Like, do you think that back at the the dock when people are unloading their crabs, be like, "There's a there's Russian, a lot of Russians around here. There's a lot of Russian blonde women that are very quick to grab their knives around here." It goes stabby stabby. Yeah, that's probably a coincidence. Let's just move on. <laughs> yeah, I that whole Russian thing was weird too. Um, I don't know. Maybe they got access to some like Russian submarines or something. <laughs> I don't know. Um. Let's see. So the was the first infection was the university professor, right? Was that where like the yeah. things like burst out of his back? Like the, yeah, that was that was actually a a cool practical practical effect scene. Yeah, these like penises leap from his back. And yeah, they did. Like, oh. I was doing jazz hands with my fingers, but I was pretending to be a uh, an organic uh, alien thing substance. Um. This is when they start, like, determining what's going on. Basically, this creature can be a liquid, it can be a solid, it can be anything at once. And it starts morphing into other stuff, which we already talked about. Um, By the way, it squeals like a pig when it gets hurt. So do I. Uh, There was a suspenseful scene where they have to go into the the bilge room, and there's very... Okay, so... Go ahead. (laughs) So the bilge. They're like, no, the bombs couldn't possibly be in there. No one could get in there. And and then she proceeds to crawl through like a four foot wide opening. I'm like, what do you mean nobody can get in there? It sure looks like anybody could get in there. What the fuck except, are you except talking for that about? One, except for that one dude on the crew. Guillaume. Yeah, maybe G. Maybe G was the only one who couldn't get in there. But it sure looked like everybody else could have got in there. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah, there's, like, the, this whole thing where she's, like, wandering around in water, and it's very clear that there's, like, ook, you know, organic nastiness in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and somewhere along the line, they determine, see, this is not really a ripoff of the thing, because the thing hated fire. Mm-hmm. This creature hates ice. Oh. And extreme See, cold. there's the twist. Yeah. Um, and she's down there looking for bombs that were planted by this Russian chick. Now, did you, did you catch the hole in the logic with the, the Russian chick? Um, that she was there? Well, no, the fact that she was like, no, we can't risk this getting out. So I'm going to have to kill all of you. I'm going to have to blow up the boat and kill all of you even though we're all infected i'm gonna kill all of you and then my submarine is gonna come pick me up 
And then we're going to infect everybody in that submarine, and then we're going to go somewhere else. Yes, yeah, yeah. I'm like, how is that any better? <laughs> what the, the fuck? Yeah, so, you know, again, missing the point of the thing, but, you know, in, it, uh, in making it, uh, they, basically, the, the creature, it goes on to full creature attack mode at the end mm-hmm. uh, and grandfather gets hurt uh there's there's always those you know little like quotes where the grandfather is like i always told you this when you were little what was her what was the line that he always told her like something about fear or something i don't know yeah he said at the beginning and he says it says at the end but then he's like ice the boat and she's like ice the boat what does that mean like they're over and over and over again like it was some sort of mystery like that was you know carved into like a the Vatican, we'll just say that. And it it really started to get weird towards the end. Mm-hmm. It seemed like they lost the thread of the story because they picked up the explosives that the Russian chick planted. Um, well, they killed the Russian chick, and then the submarine tried to raise to tried to talk to the Russian chick, and she picked up the microphone and she yelled at him, "Screw you! Your girl is dead." Now, come pick us up. What? Yep. Ha! Wait, what? what and I then, write? and they planted the bombs after I wrote, they... I wrote, uh, don't yell at submarines, and then ask for help. Yeah, exactly. And they planted the bombs in the bilge room. Or in the room where the bilge, pump, where the bilge thing was. And then went up to the top, and they're like, we have to get the ship out of here. And I'm like, wait a minute, you just planted bombs in this ship. What are you talking about? Make up your mind, man. Mm-hmm. I was like, what the... And the whole time they're, they're spraying uh, the the deep freeze stuff that they use to free, to flash freeze the crabs. There was a, yeah. a little bit of the... Liquid nitrogen. Yeah, there was like a little bit of, uh, you know, that's going to be a thing when they show them. Like, like make sure you get those crabs on ice. Like mm-hmm. That kind of thing. It's like, yeah, okay, that's going to come back later. Um. But yeah, that's it. And then icing the boat is just, you know, sinking the boat. And now this woman is laying in the middle of the Arctic. Well, uh, I loved that they were up on the, up on the, uh, on the deck and they're like, we have to get the, we have to get out of here, blah, blah, blah. And they send the big guy down to the, to the engine room by himself. I'm like, oh yeah, nothing's going to go wrong there. Yeah, right. Okay. That sounds great. And then he gets attacked by the Russian chick who has been absorbed by the, by the monster. And it's like, oh, well, all right. And then <laughs> the explosion. I was like, huh. Well, that was anticlimactic. Yeah, <laughs> it was <yeah>. like <laughs> they had these six bombs and it was like somebody set off an M80. Just <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> that was it? Pop. And then she just lays on the ground and calls in for help i think i forget what the last word was um she it, well and i i wrote she because she jumped off the boat onto like an iceberg and i'm like okay that cute little ski cap and knit scarf would not keep her alive in the arctic no no unless she was an alien <gasps> oh dun 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 well but no they didn't like the cold remember <laughs> yeah true a lot of references to 80s movies in this. A lot of references to 70s movies in this. You know, we've got the, the uh, we're going to need a bigger bucket line. 
that Lance mm-hmm. Henriksen says. Uh, one of the reasons I, I, we, I did pick this movie with the, other than just the Lance Henriksen thing is the fact that uh, two of our listeners, or at least one of our listeners, uh, was at Spooky Empire and had a chance to have breakfast with Lance Henriksen and said he was a delightful human. And, yes, uh, and actually had an entire had an entire breakfast with him. Sat down and talked to him for like yeah. twenty minutes. He said. Yeah. Um, so it was at Spooky Empire, the fine folks at Rough House Publishing, who got us. We got a chance to hang out with. Uh, they had breakfast with him, and I was like, okay, you know what? If this can get a few more cents into his pocket from people watching it, might as well talk about it. And he was absolutely not. He was one of the best parts of this movie. It's just oh yeah, uh, the authority that he takes the old in that role. rough semen yeah uh i did it again holy shit you do like some old gruff semen uh (laughs) that as well as and some of the practical effects there was a few that cut away a little sooner and they were moving a little fast they definitely did that thing that you saw a lot in creature features where it looked like the um arms of the wacky uh inflatable tube man yeah like where the of the tentacles just like you could tell there's someone holding a stick at the end of them kind of like waving it around off Mm -hmm. off screen but other than that, it was, it was pretty good. Uh, there was no after credit scene, I don't believe. Was I it? don't know. I didn't stay to the end of the credits. I I did a little bit, but then it started getting into like the other credits, like the Turkish credits and all that. So I kind of you know, fast-forwarded and whatnot. But like I said, it said there would be a lot to talk about. There's really not. Um yeah, there's there's a lot of references to these other movies we keep on saying. It has the little dipping birds, those little birds with red liquid in it. You show up in this, like just mm-hmm. it'd be like if a, a fan film had a huge budget and that's what it was. Uh, really, it was okay. Uh, I, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, it was very obviously a knockoff. It wasn't fantastic i mean i don't know that i could in all honesty recommend it yeah there's nothing different there was no it didn't advance the genre anything and not everything has to but there was very few things most movies it should at least be i mean there was there was too many plot holes and bad storyline for this to be entertaining yeah like even a a movie that's just kind of eh. i would like to at least have one part where i'm like oh that was a cool idea Mm mm-hmm and I didn't really run into that, uh, and I did run into a lot of various dialogue and, you know, like the yelling at the the submarine, like, you know, you asshole, we killed your friend, fuck you. Now can you help me? Yeah, come get us. <laughs> like you couldn't have just pretended, you know. So, I believe that is really all we have to say about Harbinger Down. Yeah. Uh, as this was not all that long ago, but. He, uh, we are going to do some of the movies and, and music and stuff. There was not a lot when it came to news that I found. Um, really, the biggest thing was the the Malaysian airplane that crashed a few days earlier from this. The pieces started rising to the surface and started being found. Mm. Uh, so not the most fun thing. And there's a lot of plane crashes that we talk about on this show. But that is uh, really the the biggest story that I could find. Okay. Also, it's also what's funny is most of the other ones have been archived. Like when we look, when I look at old stories, they're archived in like a microfiche style thing where I can read the page like as is. This mm-hmm. one was so. This movie came out so recently that I try to Google the date and it like goes right to a story, like one story, because it's not like full scan archived yet. So 
Gotcha. It's a little bit harder. All right. So well, what movies did this have to compete against? Um, I don't think this had to compete against any of them because I'm pretty sure this was direct to video. But the movies that were out at this time, you might recognize a couple of them. Um, at number ten, we've got Southpaw. At number nine, we've got Pixels. At number eight, we've got Trainwreck. Seven is Ricky and the Flash. Six, we've got Minions. In its fifth week. Number five is Ant-Man. Ooh. In its fourth week, yep. Number two is Vacation. Or, no, I'm sorry, number four is Vacation. Number three is The Gift. Number two is Fantastic Four. Oh. In its first week? In its first week. Oh, that movie was not good. Mm. Whoever's idea it was to have the them getting their powers at the end of the movie made a mistake yeah it wasn't the director and number one mission impossible rogue nation oh man this actually it's it's funny it's bringing me back to a depressing time oh because this is like a few weeks after my dog passed away this is a few this is a few weeks after scout passed because the first movie i saw after that we had we went up to um, my wife's parents' house, we saw Ant-Man, and then we came back, my wife planned, like, it was very weird having an empty house, and my wife planned a date night where we went to see Mission Impossible. Hmm. <laughs> so, thanks, Rob. You're welcome. Hey, it was your crappy movie. It was a joint effort. It, it actually kind of was. Yeah. <laughs> I, I blame I blame the article. Stupid article. Well, now we're gonna play a game called How much how much uh current popular music do you know? Well, I mean I say current, but this is now what, six years old? Yeah. So at number ten, we've got Lean On by Major Laser and DJ Snake featuring MO. I know Major Laser, but I don't think it's from that song. Okay, and I, I'm going to tell you right now, I probably know maybe one, two, three. I know maybe three of these top ten. Number nine is from Walk the Moon. Shut up and dance. Yeah, I think I know that one. Which one is that? There's like a lot of these, like because the only one that I keep thinking is the "Shut Up and Dance with Me." Shut up and dance with me. That one, yeah, yeah. I think that might be it. It's like, that, or is like, it kind of? Oh no, because I'm rock. thinking "Shut Up and Dance," but that's "Shut Up and Drive." Never mind. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's probably it. Continue. Number eight, Rachel Platten. Nope. Fight song. Nope. This is my fight song. No, that's uh, that's a different one. Oh, is that a different one? That's Katy Perry. Oh, ha! So I don't know three of them. <laughs> yep. Continue. Number seven. Fetty Wap featuring Monty. 
my way. Nope. Number six, Fetty Wap again. Trap Queen. Wow, we're old. Nope. <laughs> Number five, Wiz Khalifa featuring Charlie Puth. See you again. I know Wiz Khalifa. I've definitely listened. I've heard that song, but I wouldn't know the like. I don't know the melody, or I could, nor could I hum it to you, like because I've heard that whole album. Number four, Taylor Swift featuring Kendrick Lamar. Bad blood. That's so weird heard. that I knew that that was going to be on there. I when you know sing. you've heard that song. Yeah, that's like Ethan, one of my kids' favorite songs. That's one of Ethan's favorite go. songs because they used it in the trailer for the Ninjago Lego movie. Oh, okay. Number three. Where he's like, where he's mad at his dad, and he's like, you know, your name is Lloyd. <laughs> I named you. <laughs> and he's, then that song comes in. Number three from Salento. Watch me. Nope. Number two. I think you might know this one. The Weeknd? Yes. Can't Feel My Face? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely know that one. I don't really know that song. I've never really? heard that song. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Number Wait, one. Because you watched the Super Bowl. It was, like, played during the Super Bowl. But it's, it's you know, I'm, I feel like we'd get sued if I sang it. <laughs> Number one. OMI. Cheerleader. That, that I don't know. Okay. My lawyer also said I should not know about that either. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. Nice. That's your top ten. Man, you could definitely tell when I started just listening to podcasts and, like, my own uh, Amazon music or Apple Was music. Was it 2015? <laughs> <laughs> Probably close to that. Yeah. Because it's like. Why bother? But Bad Blood is on many of my playlists, my, my safe for my kid playlists. Uh, so we, of course, are called the Give Me Five Podcast. We are, in fact, called the Give Me Five Podcast. And one of the reasons we are called that is because we do a top five list. And we do. Our top, we occasionally get a chance to do top five list where our patrons get involved. And what is a patron, you might ask? Well, a patron is someone that supports the show. Uh, where we usually talk about movies that are way more interesting than this one. And they give us uh, a little bit of money, and it helps keep the show going. It's about $5. Uh, and we are forever thankful. And they get other things, too. They get to chat with us and each other in our patron-only chat. Mm -hmm. uh, they, As I said before, they get to, to answer the question. And every so often, we have them help us pick the question, help us help pick movies. There's you know, little things that go on in the chat room, so it's fun. Uh, so feel free to check us out at patreon.com slash give me five podcast and uh, support the show. Now, speaking of that top five list, uh, this week, based on the everything being practical, 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 I decided to go with our uh, not practical necessarily because we did that before, but since there was a big focus on like transitions and tra and body horror and stuff like that where one character like becomes something else or melts into something else or has something happen to him. Uh, I decided to go, what are your top five? Uh, I guess horror transformations. Is that how we're going to word it? Uh, body horror transformations. Body horror transformations. That works. So I, uh, my initial f number five was the movie Freaks. But then after I talked to you on the phone... I changed that a little. 
because I did mention the uh, the Joker from the 1989 mm-hmm. Batman movie. And I was he like, did. that's that's better because the Freaks one kind of had a little bit of a caveat in that it was like someone was chopped up and into that. And the Joker kind of was too, but it, that at least started with chemicals and infection. Well, mm-hmm. I guess uh, radiation or whatever was in that chemical acid bath. So, yes. So the Jack Nicholson Joker is my number five. Number four, I'm going to go with the werewolf transformation from American Werewolf in London. Okay. Because it's classic. Uh, number three, uh, the hallucination scene in Black Swan, where the foot, the feet thing happens, and I couldn't even watch it because it's gross. Okay. Um, and there's feathers, and yeah, no, just no. Uh, that's number three. Number two, The Fly, when Jeff Goldblum turns into The Fly. But my number one, we talked about it far too much tonight, so I will say no more about it other than The Thing, the original. I know you like going last. Should I Should I play the Patreon one? The patron one? If you want to save the last spot for Alec, we can do that. Or Ooh. I can go last. Let, let's save it for Alec. All right, then. So I'll give you my list, and this is this is a list of I pretty much came up with these off the top of my head. Okay. Um. So these are all things that I have seen. I have not seen, believe it or not, I have not seen The Fly, so it Ooh. is not on my list. But at number five, I may be cheating a little bit, but at number five, I've got Locutus. Is that the Borg? That's the... Picard as yeah. the Borg, yes. Very at number wiry. At number four, I've got the the pig transformation from Willow. Mm. Where where Bev Morda turned all of the rebels into pigs. Oink 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 oink. That was that was terrifying for a young child. Yeah, true. At number three, I've got the American Werewolf in in London. The transformation scene is just iconic, and you cannot include you cannot have a list like like this without these without two of these entries in it. This is the first one. My number two is going to be a very underrated horror flick that I already talked to you about, and that's going to be. The transformation of Michael Rooker in Slither. James Gunn's directorial debut, by the way. Mm. But my number one, and should be everyone's number one, because even by today's standards, these practical effects are really good. And this was <clears throat> this was done in, what, 81? 82? Yep. Yeah, 81, I think. 81? And um, every and and I'm gonna say not any particular one. I'm going to say every single transition in this movie is number one because they're all good, every one of them. And that's John Carpenter's the thing. Yes. And now it is time for Alec, our patron of unusual size. Hey, give me five podcast. This is Alec. Top five body transformation horror movies. I 
tried to do my best here. I think I had to leave out certain things, so I left out like werewolf and vampire. Well, not all vampire, but I left out some werewolf movies and some zombie movies because I feel like they're their own genre. So, anyway, here we go. Number five is John Carpenter's Prince of Darkness. It's a movie that I almost reached out and strangled him. A lot of people turn into basically, I don't know, Satan's weapons or like pawns for Satan, but it's kind of gross and disgusting, and they do crazy stuff to their body. Number four, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, the the one that came out in, I think, 78 or 79, somewhere around that way. Uh, it's a pretty good one. Number three, The Fly. Obviously, that's considered a classic. It's really gross as well. Number two, I didn't see this on any list, but I feel like it's a body horror transformation. That's Get Out, which I think definitely deals with that and is uh, very uh, memorable. And number one, I know it's the reason, one of the reasons for the list, uh, but it's also the the best one of any of these type of movies, and that's the thing. Another John Carpenter movie. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, I hope you like the list. Most um, of these movies are really gross as well. <laughs> Bye. Well said, Alec. And yes, yeah. excellent list as always. Now, like I, I thought about uh, the dude that gets pushed into the toxic waste in RoboCop and then gets smashed. Like I was... also thought about the Toxic Avenger. Yeah, Toxic Avenger would be a good one. Um, so there's a lot of them out there if you really if you really look but the problem is is some of them are the best and iconic as a result you know you know another one that i just thought of Hmm. is the the um transition where uh christopher lloyd's character goes from being the human looking judge to oh yeah the cartoon in in roger rabbit and roger rabbit doom Uh, I thought about Teeth, which was the uh, movie about the girl who has teeth in her growing in, in her, her vagina. vagina. Yep. But I've not seen that movie for obvious reasons. Nor have I. Yeah. I do not want to have nightmares. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I do not want my pleasant dreams to turn into nightmares. Yeah. So thank you guys for listening. Uh, feel free to go out and give us reviews. Maybe not on this episode because, you know. Which, a, which kind of we're going to call the fleshy pillar. <laughs> Apparently. Uh, but uh, reviews on and subscribe to our, our uh, streams and all that stuff. And thank you. So they they find this uh, satellite. I mean, we act like children. Wow, that... mm, Never mind. Wow. (laughs) I just realized what I said. We fucking act like children. How about that? There we go. (laughs) Jesus Christ. You might have to edit that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. All right. I'm determining how to edit that. Okay, uh... (laughs) 